Ask the Podcast Coach for March 16th, 2019. Let's get ready to podcast. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I am uh, your host, Dave Jackson, from the school of podcasting.com and joining me right oh I even pointed in the right direction that guy right over there is uh the one and only Jim Coulson from theaverageguy.tv Jim how's it going buddy greetings Dave happy Saturday morning to you this is kind of cool because they can see me dance like yeah. I always dance when the music comes on but because of YouTube you can't see it so today you can Stre- uh, steam yard right? is it stream yard stream yard okay so pretty interesting I saw you do an experiment on this a while back looking forward to using it today yeah it's it's one of those things if I wanted to go completely you know ADD on it there's all sorts of things that I could do this and that and I'm making the image go one way and now we're small and now we're not and you know now we're side by side and etc yeah. etc all sorts of I fun like stuff. It. Uh, if you want to jump on in, we do not have the phone hooked up today. Uh, behind the scenes, uh, Dave's still fighting a flu and uh, got up this morning, started working on the show, and then went back to bed. And um, the other thing I guess we'll start off with, uh, I, I really, uh, when, the, when the multi-channel thing came out for the Rodecaster Pro, I was like, this is the best. I was doing, because like when I do the podcast rodeo show. I need the ability to send one microphone into Hindenburg and that allowed me to do it. And I was like, this is the best ever. And all of a sudden somewhere between Tuesday and last night, parts of it just quit working. Like I would go to hit a button. Oh, it would help if I would turn that up. And it just like all of a sudden the PR 40 thing was like not working. And I'm like, Hey, I, I need that. And, um, I kind of was playing around with stuff and like, hmm, okay. And ended up doing a, a reset on the the whole thing. There's like a, a, it's under advanced and you can go look, just reboot the whole thing. And in doing so, in case anyone has one, uh, all those little sounds on the uh, jingle thingy, I think that's a technical term for it, uh, went away. And what was sad is I, I loved, I had to go get one. Oh, that's the wrong one. Yes, I love having... And that's not the one that came with it. It's not as bad, not a bad, but I like the one that came with the Roadcaster. And there's, you know, it's weird to kind of go back to a company and go, hey, you know, you had that cool harp sound and the snare shot. Can can we have that back? Um, so it's kind of odd. I don't know what's going on. And what I started playing with, what I had turned on, because somebody had said at the School of Podcasting, hey, I want to get one of these things. In fact, I think he actually has one. How do I do the multi-channel. Now, this is not recording multiple channels into the Rodecaster. It's into your software. And so it was super easy in Hindenburg on Tuesday because I did it when I did, you know, the podcast rodeo show. Hadn't played with Audition, though. And it looks super easy. You go into the hardware settings on Audition and say, hey, don't use the Rodecaster stereo. Use Rodecaster multi-channel. You're like, okay, Good, set that. Go in to pick what channel it looks from, and it goes, mm, only got two. And I'm like, no, 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 I watched the video. I'm supposed to have 16. Roadcaster, multi-channel, save, go back, pick your channel, two. And I did that for about an hour. I did switch to this, like, wasabi. There's some sort of setting in Audition where it's what 
something. Is it Windows Media Mapper? Is it blah, blah, blah? And it was like Waspy or something. And I did mm. that and I could see the 16 channels. I'm like, cool. Couldn't hear anything. And I'm like, mm. oh. so uh, that was that was my night last night. So in the process of doing all this, I was just like, wait, I just want to go back to where I was. So I turned off all the multi-channel stuff and said, because I need this for tomorrow morning. And then this is the other thing. I don't get it. The I pull up the the Rodecaster little software and, and normally just drag and drop the WAV files or MP3s and some would work and some would not. Like the, you know, the Apple guy, don't do that. That's been on a button before and you drag it now and it's like, it shows that it's there, but when you hit play, nothing happens. So I'll be making a uh, a video for Rode going, what's, because then I looked at like, I'm, so these are the things you do. So then you start looking at something you just dragged over and plays fine. Oh, it's an MP3 file. It's 128 stereo. Okay, let's look at the one for don't do that from the Apple guy. It's 128 stereo. And I'm like, what's, mm. so just a lot of that going on. So um, it went from like, this is one of the coolest things ever to, and the only thing I can think of, because I said it worked on, I believe it worked on Tuesday. Yeah, because I got back Monday. I recorded something with the flu on Tuesday because somebody had ordered something from Fiverr. And uh, the, uh, when do updates come out on Windows, Jim? Tuesdays. Yeah. It was patch Tuesday this week. Yeah. Ah, there you go. That's, yeah. that's the answer, my friend. Because <laughs> I'm like, something's changed. Yes. And if last Tuesday was an update, there you go. That answers the uh, whole there you go. No, there you go. When in, when in doubt. <laughs> yeah. So patch Tuesday. Yeah. You know, I think we have to remind everyone this is still a V1 product. Like I it's it's been surprising to me just how much demand for this. It's a really expensive device at 600 bucks. And as I've been listening to the podcasters chatter on the various, you know, Facebook and all those other things, it 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 literally got a pass with zero testing from a whole bunch of people. And it was like, I got to have one of these. Like, I have to have one. And it's like, okay, brand new product, V1, untested, really. It sounds cool. You know, we, we had some we had some early folks who got it to take a look at it. But no multi-track out of the gate. That had to be a patch. The, that patch was late. I mean, not that any of that is bad, but just know what you're getting yourself into yeah. when you're thinking about this product. If you're, if you're a podcaster and you don't like to monkey with stuff, if you want this thing to work, I would wait for version two. Just saying, like I would. Yeah. Well, it's like I remember I bought a Pontiac Le Mans. Oh man, good God, eighty something, and uh, it was like when they were bringing back the Le Mans, and I bought one, and it was like about every other month. Here's a recall. Bring it back in. Blah 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 blah. So uh, I do see in the question, Eliquity uh, says, "How do I find out where I am on the Apple charts?" And Eliquity said. <laughs> Could you hear all that? Uh, you, we just missed the, how do I, yeah. the actual question, we're, how do I find out where I'm at on the charts? Yes, exactly. And the, I guess probably the, this, I guess this word chartable would be a way to do that. Um, what the charts are, we just had a podcasters round table with uh, Paul Colligan, Evo Terra, myself, and Ray Ortega. The charts, and everyone say this with me, shall we, have nothing to do with ratings and reviews. One more time. The charts have zero. And by that, I mean nothing. Like, not zero. Not even, doesn't sniff it. The charts have nothing to do with ratings and reviews. It's all about total number of subscribers. About 90% of it 
is total number of subscribers in the last 24 hours. That's why when you launch, you want to have directions and buttons for people to go, hey, click here and subscribe. Um, and then, and that's also in theory why those charts should change. Because some days you'll get a lot of subscribers and some days you won't and somebody else will and they're supposed to go up and down and things of that nature. Doesn't uh, doesn't Daniel have, Daniel has a subscription service, right? Or it'll send you yeah. your reviews, right? Yeah. Does, does he also have something with the charts? Can, can he show you? I know there's a couple services that will show you where are, you are, right? Yeah, there's a ton. Um, yeah. There's, I know my podcast reviews, I don't know if it gives me rankings or not. There's uh, Reagan, Regan, star has a thing you can sign up and he'll email you like once a week. And for the record, do you care where you are on the charts, Jim? No, because here's, it reminds me, not really. It reminds me a little bit when I was a teacher and people at the Mm -hmm. end of every class had to fill out a review. And if I got a good or bad review, it wasn't like if somebody came to me, Hey, this guy gave you a C like, what's up with that? I did the best I could. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do, you know? Well, but honest reviews, like I think they're not, I don't think they're as helpful for what people think they're helpful for. So I think we we often think those are, if they get you moved up in the rankings, like on Amazon, they do, right? Those kinds of things, those kinds of things are important. So I think you need to act like they're important and, and work on them when you do get them. I think what they're most important for though, is, um, that you change, (laughs) like if you get some negative feedback on something, Although that's not always true, but if you get feedback where you need to change, change it. And, and that's where it's really, really helpful. I, yeah, you know, there's some things you can, like, if you have a really good podcast and a lot of people are listening to it, there's not anything you can do to change the rankings, but it will move somewhere. I mean, if you get noticed, it will move up. If you're popular, it will do it. Encourage people to subscribe, encourage people to rate and review, encourage them to do that. Just don't worry so much about it. Right. Just don't, don't get obsessed with it. Like, it's not one of those things. I, I hear so many folks get crazy about that. And if you get crazy about it on your podcast, by the way, I think it can be a negative thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're always talking about it, if you're begging for it, I think that can be a super negative thing. What I hear all the time, and I can't connect these two dots, please rate and review us. It helps us get found. And I'm like, I don't see that. I think it gives you social proof. So if somebody types in fly fishing podcast and there's two and one has 15 reviews and one has two, I might look at that one first, Mm -hmm. but the whole, it helps us get found that gets repeated over and over and over. And I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. Um, Well, uh, but Aliquity makes a great point. Like she's got a, she's publishing a book. You kind of want to see, it it is good to see, like it's, it's good to see where are we making a difference? What's it doing? Trust me at work. I have to justify our podcast numbers all the time. I put out quarterly reports. I talk about downloads. We have things tied to our sales. Um, I'm always talking about what we're doing and how it's changing the pipeline, right? I have to, it's, it's required. So I'm, I'm not trying to say like, don't worry, just don't worry about your numbers, blah, 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 blah. Right. But, but, um, you know, don't, uh, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> leave it there. I'll leave it there. We say this, we've, we've said this kind of thing a well, lot. This There are services of liquidity. Let's just say there are services out there that will help you get to those, those charts. If your publisher, by the way, this, I think if your publisher is saying, if they're taking a certain chart or they're following a certain metric, 
I think it's really, really important to understand what that is and dive deep into that and get and, and get to know that. Um, and, and how is that being measured? I mean, you know, Dave, when Lipson and Blueberry and and Spreaker changed their changed the algorithm, right, or changed the mm-hmm. filters. That's that's probably a better word for it. Change the filters on how we count to get NAB compliant. Man, those numbers plum- plummeted. Well, and, and you know, <laughs> and you know. You know and so it was, it was pretty tough. Um, it was, it was tough on us, right? Well, and Simplecast is going through that now. They just switched to their new stat system and the CEO came on and said, Hey, just so you guys know, your numbers are going down. And I'm like, Oh, good. It's their stats. Mageddon. It's time. It's their turn to take all the nasty, you know, Yeah. but yeah. so it'll be interesting to, uh, to see. But I, I, since we're kind of talking about that, we did have a question. I went out to Facebook as always and tried to find some stuff. And somebody had a question. Uh, Colleen said, uh, my podcast does not show up when I search by keyword in iTunes. And that's, I think, the problem right there. I believe it did in the past, although not high in the results. I'm trying to figure out why. I've had the podcast almost a year, and I have sorry, I have, and I have sorry numbers. And I, that's what she says. And I have sorry numbers despite the plethora of amazing feedback I get about it. Well, of course, mom loves it. I added that. Anyway, despite sharing and posting on social media accounts, including LinkedIn, relevant forums, email lists, and other groups, I even recently started doing a short episode on the weeks I don't post one. I post one every other week. I've done everything I can think of to find to increase my numbers. Ooh, what's the one thing she's missing? Hmm. Don't know. There's no focus group in there. Mm. There's, good, good point. I'm promoting the crap out of this. Everybody listen to this. She's not saying... Hey, anybody want to tell me if this is good or not? You know, so it's kind of like, you know, it, uh, but um, so anyway, but going back to iTunes. So I, I actually played, we're going to, we're going to put this thing where um, we're playing with StreamYard. I believe I have asked the podcast coach.com slash stream set up, or I know I have school of podcasting.com slash stream but I think we'll find out if this makes me do a plug and I won't do this, but I think I already did this. I did good. So if I do this, um, you should see my screen. Oh, isn't this fun, Jim? Look at that. Yeah, there we go. That's cool. That does look cool. So, uh, so let's say I want to look up Jim and I, I go, all right, well, I want to do gadgets. So I just type in gadgets cause that's what I'm looking for. And. Oh, yikes. This could be, this could be bad for me. So here's, <laughs> at, well, here's the point, right? So music videos, movies, is there any podcast period? Okay, down here. And it's all twit all the time, apparently. Down here, weekly windows, Vergecast. Yeah, yeah. No, those are all super popular yeah. tech podcasts. Today in yeah. iOS, not really, yeah. you know, um, but at least here. Now I could if I wanted to, you know, go, but here's the thing. If I go here, and so somebody might say their search is horrible. It doesn't work. Well, no. It's, you know, it brought me up things with gadgets in. If I go home gadgets, I'm going to guess you come right up. So if we scroll down, well, there you are. I see some of them. Um, Cause I did this earlier. Yeah, there he is. You're all over the place. Hey, yeah. There it is. There's Chris Nessie, all sorts of fun stuff. So I think that's part of the whole iTunes search doesn't, cause here's the problem. If I type in real estate, oh, holy or golf. Forget about it. People go, I want to show up because I do a real estate show. And you're like, um, well, there's only 8 million real estate podcasts. Mm-hmm. And you have to put the word real estate in your title because, well, you can't keyword stuff anymore. 
So you end up, you know, and then here, look at this lifetime cash flow. They don't even the word. Oh, okay. Uh, through real estate, I see. But I'm in the phone book, Dave. I'm in the phone book. Yeah. So, I'm in the phone book. <laughs> so here's here's the way I now describe this. So if we go back to, you know, um, think of this like a uh, uh, car stereo, right? You have the whole dial. Did I spell gadgets wrong? No, I spelled home wrong. I'm like, what's going on? Um, you have the whole dial that you could turn, right? Remember those days when it was a... Uh, when it wasn't digital and you just hear all this word and then a station would come in, et cetera, et cetera. Well, once you found a station, you could actually, Ooh, remember this, you would pull out the button and then push it in and that would lock it right on that thing. That's what these are. This is basically your, so if I go here to Jim's home gadget geeks audio, I click on that. All you have to do is I'm looking at Jim's listing in Apple, in this case, Apple iTunes, I'm on the desktop. I see his artwork. I'm going to right click on it and choose copy link. And because I love it so much, I'm going to start up my good friend notepad and here it is. And if I right click and choose paste, that is a, just think of it as a preset for Jim's podcast. And I could put this now on my website where there aren't 600,000 other shows and just go, Hey, go to the average put that link there and it's a whole lot easier to find on your website than it is sending people to Apple. Cause we saw that it's, it gets a little tricky when you're, when you're in the old uh, Apple podcast and I'm trying to find, how do I turn off screen sharing? Mm, maybe click the same button maybe at, at the bottom where it says stop sharing. Oh, there you go. That, that was, that was way too <laughs> difficult. So I, after you did it once, you'd be, you'd be good with it. Yeah. So you, um, so I get, you know, that uh, I, I had somebody this week and I want to say it was fly fishing and it was called, I think the fly fishing podcast and you'd search for them under their name, the fly fishing podcast. And they didn't come up because they had the word podcast and the word the mm. in their title. And so I just searched fly fishing, not the fly fishing pod, just fly fishing. And they came right up. And that's just when I went, that's goofy. That's just goofy stuff. But, uh, you know, you, you take what you can get. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's part of the equation, right? When yeah. we think about, I mean, charts and where you're at and what you're doing, there are services you can subscribe to to see where you're at. If you need it from an advertising standpoint, find the one your advertiser believes. I think that's kind of the, you know, lock in on that piece and get that done. We, as far as discovery goes, and you, you kind of, you know, you mentioned a little bit of this, we're finding, especially in our community, that uh, that word of mouth is still like, Dave, it's still it's incredible. Huge. Like I can't, we have coaches who are recommending now our podcast to those who they're coaching and have kind of embedded it in their, you know, in their, uh, in their methodology. And then uh, we say things on the podcast, like, Hey, come back and join us in the Facebook group. And so I probably get a dozen a day landing in the Facebook page saying, Hey, let me join. I heard you on the podcast. Cause I ask to join the group. I say, how'd you hear up? How'd you hear about us? Oh, nice. And half of them say the podcast. And so they jump in there and then we can kind of just continue that cycle. So, you know, I think you really want to kind of have this cyclical and it's not just two things or, or, or maybe three, but a bunch 
where they can connect into, you know, we have things for them to download and interact with that has marketing and that marketing comes back to the site. The site leads to our podcast, the podcast lead back to the materials. Right. And we've got this way of kind of, no matter where they're landing, they're always hearing about opportunities that they'd have um, for that. We just had a guest on our podcast last week from a company that, um, that does a software company. Well, they were really good about, getting the word help getting the word out and we had a bunch of people I had never seen in the in the live chat this uh this thursday on the show so those i think you got to do all of those things right not any one but you got to do you got to kind of think about all of them well here's the other thing that messes with my head when when somebody told me this and i was like okay have you ever subscribed to a show because the host said subscribe to the show and i went no I, I subscribe when I'm listening and I hear something and I'm like, wow, this is a good show. I yeah. go to the phone. I go subscribe. I've, it's never been like, oh, I totally forgot. I can subscribe to this. I th- yeah, but I think it is a good idea just to mention it. Like, I, I don't think people do things like we had on our YouTube video or on a YouTube channel. We never said subscribe. I, 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 I went that route. I never said subscribe. And I thought this is kind of dumb. Why don't I just say it? So I started saying, Hey, don't forget to subscribe. That was all we said. Don't forget to subscribe. All, right. all of a sudden the subscription started popping in. So I think there is something subject subjective. No, it's not the right word. Uh, subliminal. subconscious subliminal. Yeah, there you go. Uh, although that's out in the open. For some reason, I'm feeling like I need to subscribe now. No, I I think um, there is a there is value in the suggestion. I don't think you spend 15 minutes on figuring out how to subscribe. But the YouTubers I watch sometimes, and they're really good about this on YouTube. You know, like they're like smash that subscribe button. I don't think that's bad. Like I think making right. that suggestion is okay. It get it gets some thinking. Maybe I should. Um, a liquid saying suggestions on ones that are better for charts. Is that an old comment? I, no, I think we're, we're still kind of going, going back. Out. Chartable. Uh, the only thing I would say about Chartable, do not give them the login name and password to Libsyn. We do not recommend that. I'm like, mm, man, that's like, um, and I see where Michael's saying most of his plays come from Apple Core Media. Apple Core Media, iTunes and iTunes Stored. I lump them all together and go, Apple stuff. Because I know one is like the iPad, one's the iPhone, and one's who knows, uh, one's actual iTunes. So, so if you're, I think if advertisers are asking for chart information, where right. you rank and those kinds of things, I think you need to have a discussion with them that says, well, what do you, what are you really trying to do? Because right. I can manipulate the charts. Like that's super easy to do. If we're talking engagement, I mean, if you want to know how valuable this is, let's do something different where we actually get where we count something, whether it's a coupon code to bring it back in or an actual sales number or something we can track that comes back through where you're actually getting audience engagement, the download numbers and subscriber numbers, they can all be, they can, they can all be worked. Yeah. It's really hard to work emails. (laughs) It's really hard to work or fake sales. Although that's happening on Amazon as well. But those things are kind of hard. And so when we, um, when I do advertisers and I don't do them very often, but when I do have a conversation, usually they come to me. I don't, I don't really seek them out, but when they come to me, I say, Hey, look, we're not going to do downloads because that's just a stupid number. That's, that's, we're going to do something around engagement. Right. And, and let's, 
let's do something where we actually know you give me a coupon code, you give me something to interact with, you give me a page to land on any of those, you know, any of those kinds of deals. I would say we did a, I did this, I've been doing this thing with HelloFresh and been mm -hmm. talking about it, not officially with them, but they give me tons of coupon codes, like free things to give out. Right. So I wanted to see how it work. And initially I was, so I'm like, contact me. And when we first started talking about HelloFresh, I probably got four or five people to contact me and said, yeah, I'll take a coupon code. Well, that tells me something yeah. like that's reach. I didn't make anything off of them. I don't really care, but it's a, it's, it takes effort for someone to do that. And so if you're working with advertisers or whatever, and they want download numbers, don't work with them. It's, it's not worth it. Like that's dumb. So don't, don't do it. I just, I, I've just gone completely ADD. Uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm looking at my back end. That sounds really weird. You have to be double jointed to do that. Uh, but I see we have comments in the back end of StreamYard. And, and of course, who would it be? Who is always going to know the back door to everything? Miss Eileen Smith. And I'm trying to figure out how she left me a comment on StreamYard. Mm, so like that, I can't sit. So it's not in our, it's not in, chat, no, it's but, in mine. Um, and I'm like, Oh, okay. So, um, mm. she's, she's watching from the hair salon today. So that's very cool. Have uh, her put it on the big screen. We can, they can all watch us. We, we, we have a teach, we have a teacher that uses for our gal. Oh, that's one of true. Our I, can, I can do this. I can, I can do, isn't that fun? So I'm not sure what yeah. chat room that is. Is there another public one for StreamYard? Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe there's maybe a on the live page. There's a, there's, there's one. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, but one thing, speaking of people we're thankful for, man, is Ooh. this day is going super. Holy good. cow. Yeah. Um, Yikes. We just want to give a quick shout out to our awesome supporters. Uh, we are talking about, he said, clicking the button. Uh, you know, we're talking like big shot, smarty pants, people like the one and only Josh Liston from on the bubble podcast.com. That's a show about um, TV shows that uh, are on the bubble. Hence, you know, they're almost going to be canceled in, in the how the fans try to save them. Well, Chris Nessie is also in the YouTube channel. So I, I'm, oh, they're commenting on YouTube. Nah, -uh. ah, everyone together. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to thank Greg. For, that was in unison, stereo almost, <laughs> harmony. Uh, Greg, uh, if you got money troubles, go see him over at Debt Shepherd, where he teaches you financial wellness. It's debtshepherd.com. Jonathan Bloom, uh, it's speaking of awesome people, get some weekly awesome at weeklyawesome.com. It's weekly inspiration. Glenn the Geek Hebert, I got to see him very shortly in Florida. That was kind of one of the things you get home, and I'm like, you know, I didn't really get to hang with Glenn much. Uh, horseradionetwork.com. Uh, Josh Rivers over at podcastingexperiments.com. Max Trescott up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. Shane at spybrary.com. He's been putting some cool shots on uh, Facebook. He is somewhere very cold at this point. He keeps these pictures of this bright yellow parka thing on. He sounds like he's having fun. Uh, Carrie Bond over at the Key West Perspective. Find it at keywestperspective.com slash podcast. Uh, my buddy Ronsley down in Australia, he was actually at uh, PodFest. It was great to see him, but he got apparently really sick on the way home back to Australia. Uh, you can find him at mustamplify.com. Uh, Carl White over at Life in the Carolinas podcast.com. Uh, the one and only, I think she's in the chat room, Kim Kraji from Toastmasters101.net. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, we would love to have you simply go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. 
So yeah, see, we have. Uh, I see if we, if people. We'll have to think about that next week. I wonder if there's a way. Yeah, I guess on the live page we still have us in the YouTube thing, but they would have to go to the YouTube. Yeah, you got to go to the YouTube channel page that has the YouTube chat on it. That would be old school. Uh, doing it that way. Chat chat roll, the chat that's below on the live page right. is the way to go. It is one of the drawbacks to leaving the ecosystem. We we moved, you know, when Chatwing died, we moved everything to YouTube. I've actually gotten a lot of positive feedback on using YouTube chat. Still links issues. You can get kind of past that. And we kind of are at this point. Because um, I thought about this. I thought, I thought if we embedded this... So it's it's in right. I'm not embedding StreamYard. I'm embedding YouTube. So it's really doing the same yes. thing, except we have our little names on our stuff, and we can do fun stuff. Looks like this good. Thing. Yeah, it actually looks really good over there on YouTube. I mean, this is this is pretty. What's the how much is how much is it's this? It's twenty five a month. Because my thought was, <laughs> I will ditch chat roll because we can do you know fun stuff like this, but that means. They would have to then, how do they get to the chat? And you're grabbing that from the YouTube chat to put in there. Right. Right. Which is fun. Not the chat roll chat. Yeah. yeah. And I, we, when we were testing oh. StreamYard before, people were putting in, you know, links and such. So what, what I've done for both the average guy stuff and for Gallup is I, I put the YouTube video, the embed on the page. And then I say, if you want to join us for chat, click this link. And that opens a new page new video and that goes to the youtube instance of it that has the chat room in it we have had very little problems with that like that has worked so yes i'm i'm leaving our page which i've i'm right. on the record as saying like i think that's bad i think you right. want to leave them right i think you but for this for the live thing i think that youtube experience because it works so well on just about any device when we think about phones when we think about ipads and tablets when we think about pcs that YouTube has really optimized that page for everybody. So if you want them to participate, I think you send them to the, for now, you send them to the YouTube page. Yeah. I think I'm going to, we're, we're going to try that. And uh, cause it's cool. Cause I can, you know, if somebody has a cool thing, you just throw that up on the, on the gizmo. Yeah. That's Man, 25 bucks a month for this isn't bad. Now, and if I went for a year, cause that's where I was like, well, let's do a couple yeah. episodes and make sure I'm not going to be this locking up complete disaster. Um, it's been about every 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's not bad. We just, no, we just we paused for it. a second. Yeah. We lived through it. And uh, I thought maybe I'll buy a year. Cause it, you save, I think it's a, it's a, they have a thing now through Sunday and it was like, is it, it one ninety nine a year? Yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. So it's yeah, like so you, 20, 20 bucks. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay, but uh, yeah, so, 200 bucks a year for streaming and they handle all the bandwidth and you get these kinds of options yeah. and, I would, if so at Gallup, if in, we're going to test this we're and we're thinking about different ways to do this, we use a service called on 24. It's kind of started as video conferencing and some other things. And now they're doing this kind of style. We're going to try that because we already have a subscription there. This could work out pretty well. I mean, this is, I'm trying to have it just be you. Oh no, please no. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. They getting dizzy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm having a seizure over here from your, from you changing this around. Everything around. But yeah, no, this is, this is, and, and the, the issue is definitely, it's, it, it's you, not us, Dave. You're, something's yeah. weird in your environment there. We got to figure that out. Yeah, that's one of those, I might actually call, I, I use Spectrum 
because it's kind of the only choice mm-hmm. I have, um, and say, can you guys like monitor me or something like that? Or and when's the last time you updated your your modem for your? I, I'm assuming you have cable. You yeah, have cable internet. Yeah. Have you had a new? Have you had a new modem? In- I, I end up buying a new modem about every two years because they just frizz out on me. No, they do. They're crappy. They're yeah. just they're it's- awful. There's a lot of things going on. They're used a lot. They get hot. Those those components are not. Yeah. Nobody makes money off internet modems, so you know they're 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 cheap. They're cheaply built. That could be a thing to check if you you know. But I think you're right. You could be like, hey, I'm doing some video streaming, and about every ten minutes, the thing just locks up. Do you guys have any tools that I could use to? monitor that or how would i it would be a good call yeah uh if you were at uh podfest uh feel free to go to ask the podcastcoach.com slash join i would because here's the thing there were a thousand people there and it was look great it was it was a lot of fun but at the libsyn booth like on occasion like last year uh you if you wanted to scamper away you could and i think last year we had four people this year we had three and then when one of them is your social media person who's got to do her job and covered for social media, and the other one's the vice president who can only take certain meetings, Dave wasn't leaving the booth anytime soon. And so I didn't really get to see anything. I did get to watch later uh, because Elsie covered it. Uh, Rob's Rob's presentation at the event, and he had a really in true Rob kind of snarky. Uh, the way he made a point about the whole Gimlet thing and what he did, cause he's Rob, he went out the Monday after that sale to see how many shows Gimlet had in the top 200. And do you want to guess the answer? Zero. Zero. Mm. And Joe Rogan had eight. And his whole point was not that these are bad shows. They're really good right. shows done by really talented people. Uh, Joe Rogan is what a team of two, maybe three tops, you know, so. Yeah, was, but yeah, there's a little difference there. Joe Rogan is a name. Yeah, it's true. He, he's a TV name. You know, he, he is, um, you know, it would be like if they had bought Mark Marin. you know, yeah. TV name, really well known, long history. They bought Gimlet for a system, not for Gimlet. Like they bought it for a system. There's, there's a ton. These guys have been doing, this kind of stuff for a while and they have systems in place. And I think they've got some really smart people over there at Gimlet. So they, they definitely, um, they definitely bought a system and it'll be interesting to see if this pays off. The value of this is that we now know what these things are worth. So when you start thinking about how much is a podcast network worth? Yeah. Well, what do they pay for Gimlet? <laughs> right. Um, Cause you don't know, it's like your car, like your car's not worth anything until somebody buys it. Like until you've sold it for some reason. Well, we we didn't know how much was anchor worth. Apparently, twenty five to fifty million. Yeah, you know? that's. Do we know? Do we know what that? It was. A, I, I forget what it was, but it was definitely more than anybody. You're like, you, you but it's in between that, right? Twenty five to fifty, somewhere in there. Think, we think. I'd have to go I back think, and look. I, I think we think because I know Todd's so, head exploded and said, "If that's the case, then then Libson's worth a billion. Oh, which yeah, but it, um, yeah. There's, I mean, all of a sudden you start thinking like, this adds some value now. We have some actual value. So right or wrong, good or bad, we at least have we know some prices, or at least we're starting to know some prices. They may have way overpaid, but you know. That, that's acquisitions are almost always overpaid. That's just, you know, when you think about some of the acquisitions, 
uh, when Google bought YouTube back in the day for, mm. I don't know, two or three billion, that was gigantic, right? And you would think, uh, well, okay, so that one paid off. Yeah. When Microsoft, when Microsoft bought Nokia for, for seven billion wow. and then wrote it off three years later, mm, not such a good call, you know? So you never really know. Is that Microsoft's problem or was that just Nokia? Like, what do you think? No, that was a, yeah, that was a fundamental problem. It, they were switching CEOs and they, the one CEO wanted to do it and the other one didn't and the incoming one didn't. And so they just wrote it off. They did, they did two bill. It's crazy when you can just do, you could just write off $2 billion. Like, yeah, oops. <laughs> little, little pen swipe. And oops. that oh. was a, but it not, not to, that's a, we, we got way off track on that one, but, but um, with the purchase with, with Gimlet, with anchor, I think, I think we need to, as podcasters, we need to really watch what's going on with Spotify and what they're doing here because um, Todd has mentioned this, I think several times, right? That, Hey, for, and I think we've talked about it too, for Spotify podcasts are royalty free, right? In the sense oh, yeah. that it's content that's royalty free. And yet there's been some talk maybe of unionizing or bringing the spoken word into a royalty environment where all of a sudden now podcasters can start demanding. Well, that's not going to happen to independence until there's some kind of governing board set up, right? The music industry only works because there's three really heavy handed music uh, companies that will sue you out of existence, right? So that, one doesn't exist without the other. If podcasters are going to want to make royalties off their podcast, we're going to have to have some heavy handed organizations that are going to sue on behalf of us to do that. They're going to control us. So what do you want? Which one you want? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, speaking of control, Illiqui put in a, a comment. I copied this from the, the other chat. Uh, speaking of networks, what are your suggestions about joining networks? Which one to choose and how, uh, how many to be listed on for me? Networks or hosts? Yeah, that's a good question. I think she means like a network, like the, like the power of podcasting network. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, okay. I think that's what she means because it doesn't okay. make any sense to be on more than one host. Hmm. No, I'm thinking like Spotify, oh. Apple, Google. Oh, yeah. Well, that those. that you want to be on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, Radio Public. Those are all the free, easy ones. But when it comes to networks, I would first find somebody on the network and go, what were your numbers before and after joining the network? I would ask them, if I come on your network, can I leave your network and bring my audience with me? And then I need that in writing. Um, and then do I have to change my feed? Because that's, that's the one where you're like, mm, that's now we're, now you have my attention. Now we're getting serious. Uh, Anything else I'm thinking here, Jim? Well, I think you've you got to line up. Those are all good, by the way. Um, but I think you got to line up. Do, do you line up with them? Are they getting you the engagement that you're looking for? You know, I, I don't know. For most networks, I don't think you're going to get that much of a lift in numbers by joining them. Just to be just right. to be really honest, you join a network and you're not the right fit for the network you're moving into and those users don't come over well was it worth it i yeah. mean if a tree fell in the forest right yeah, do not pay to be on a network that's yeah unless no. it's cbs or something yeah, or unless they've got some kind of marketing machine that's yeah. that's really going to go uh, out and be able to do stuff for you she's saying like chris nessie's podcast education network well chris nessie's a 
good guy. But I, again, um, you know, I, I mean, I love Chris Nessie, but I'm going to say, well, what are the benefits, right? Yeah. What's, what's yeah. in it for him. And, and now sometimes um, I have a whole episode on, on, should I start a network? Should I be on yeah. a network? It's a good one. Yeah. And it's just a matter of, you know, what's in it for you? What do you have to do? Cause is it now every 30 seconds I have to say, I'm part of the Power Podcasting Network. But next, we're going to talk about something, something. Hey, just a reminder, we're on the Power Podcasting Network. Yeah, but most don't do that. Right. So that's the good news. Yeah. But you you want to know that stuff. How much promotion do you have to do? And then, uh, you know, if it's no big deal, because that's that's a, I think, I see some of this. Like, um, oh, heck, SP's Network, Gonna Geek. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a little cross promotion at the beginning of each show. And that's cool. I don't know how much traffic I, they get from that. I did get one person that went over to powerpodcasting.com and said, hey, your latest episode isn't over here. And I went, mm-hmm. all right, somebody went over there. There you go. So there's mm-hmm. there's one person. Well, if they have a flagship show yeah. that's attracting a lot of people and you can slipstream that and get in on some of that, maybe um, that, that advertising where their site is getting hit a lot. Um, that's where it could be. And, and to, I know you said, don't pay for it, but if, if they can show some, they can show some traction and some engagement, it may be, if, if that's oh, yeah, what you want to do, if you want to pay, like that's like overcast, right? You can pay on overcast to have an advertisement. Right. And it looks like that works. Like, okay. If you want to grow your audience that way, the real question is, is, is the price of acquisition, how much is it costing me per person yeah. to be on my podcast? And the reason that is important, because if you're asking that question, cost of acquisition, then you have to be asking ROI. What's my return on investment? So for each one of those listeners that's acquired, what's the payoff for that? If you don't know that, then you're not, you shouldn't be doing any of this. Right. <laughs> like you shouldn't be paying for anything until you know what your ROI is. How much is each one of your listeners worth to you if you're doing it that way? If this is a hobby and you're trying to grow it and you just want to throw money at it, well, just do that. Don't think about it. Just throw money at right. it. But if you're doing this for a business, you got to calculate both. What's my price of acquisition? What's my return on investment? And if the acquisition cost, it's pretty simple math. If it costs more to acquire, then they're worth ROI. Then don't do it. Yeah. But if it costs you $4 to make two, that's a bad deal. <laughs> that is. And you're like, but I'm a hobbyist. Okay. Well, that is a different story. Yeah. You're throwing money away and that's okay. There's easier and better ways, by the way, vacations are one of them yeah. to throw money away. <laughs> so, you know, don't, um, but, but it's, I think it's really, really important. You sit down and kind of do yeah. some of the calculations, like what does it cost us to acquire this listener? And then once we have a listener, what's their value? Yeah. So I don't, I, I'm not anti-network. I just don't, I, I know a lot of people are like, like step one, start the podcast, Step two, find a network. Step three, get a sponsor. And I'm like, mm, step two and three are ones that I go, not sure that's going to do a ton for it. But they actually think if I could just get on a network, then I would get those 5,000 downloads. And I'm like, eh, mm, mm, mm. not sure about that one, mm-hmm. depending on the yeah. network. you know. Well, what about that advice about being a, being a guest on other podcasts? Yeah. That's another technique, right? Do you think that has high payoff from a, from a listener acquisition? Not, not for $300 an episode. Mm. Cause some of well, these, what if it's free? Let's if, just say if it's, it's free. free oh, I, I, I was just on episode one of pod Lords. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not making You've had an interesting couple of weeks. I have, oh, <laughs> did I, did I tell you about, uh, did I tell oh, you about is. my story in, at the JFK airport? 
No. Oh, oh. that'll be post show. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, well. We'll talk about that yeah. then. Um, but yeah, so I will go on anybody's show uh, for the most part. Um, if I have time, if I'm really booked, I'll be like, mm. but yeah, I've been on a lot of like episode one, episode four, episode six, because why not? You know, it's, it's, is it going to, it's going to cost me 30, 40 minutes. And yeah, but I think, I think I'm just going to say yes to you 90% of the time. I think there's 10% where you got to be careful or you might get a mismatch. Then that's on there forever. And you, there's not a lot you can do. Like if it's not a good interview that I think that can hurt. That's a good point. I I have had one guy. He said he wanted to, first he said he wanted consulting and then he said he wanted to interview me on his show. And I'm like, "Mm, which one is it? And it turns out that it was both. And I I'm like halfway through, I'm like, okay, this isn't an interview. You just wanted, you just wanted free consulting. I'm like, so let's just do that. And let me get off the phone. So that was kind of yeah. like not cool. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just kind of thinking if you get a mismatch and then yeah. the, the, the interview is not very good and, well, and it, people find you and they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't yeah. I'm not going to listen to their podcast. No, That's it, not very good. In the case of pod Lords, it's Jim Harold. It's the guy from, uh, yeah, um, he was great. And so he's like, he, he goes, I'm just going to throw it. He goes, and he's taking it from a kind of different, He's, he, he thinks he found a different topic way of addressing this. So um, Illiquid in the chat room says, one of the best things I've found is to interview other influencers in my sphere and then promote the episode on social media and tag them on it. Yeah. Anything yeah. you can do to make it easy to share. If it's like, here's a pre-written tweet, copy and paste this, please. Uh, that'll work. I- I do find that that works for a while. So you get, you have like, we had, we had these guys from Unraid on uh, this week and They'll bring some folks in and th- you'll see a little bit of a bump, but they eventually all kind of filter out. Not all of them. You ke- you might keep one or two in there. Um, it, it is, you know, you're trying to attract or you're going to get people who are attracted to you, not the technology, not even the subject. They come because they like your style. They like what you have about this, what you're saying, and you bring value in that. And so g- stealing from other people's audience well, it kind of can work and it does work sometimes. Dave, we've had a lot of crossover between our two audiences over the sure. last four years. Is it hundreds? No, it's probably dozens, right? That's mm-hmm. just, just to be honest. Um, I, I have some folks or I have, I have a individual that I know now who listens to all three uh, of, he listens here. He listens to home gadget geeks and he listens to the Gallup stuff. That's pretty rare. Like that, that you get that kind of complete blend. Does it, is it hurt? No, don't, I wouldn't expect gigantic, you know, gigantic pieces from it. Most people are attracted because they're, they want to see or watch or listen to you. That's why they do it. Yeah. I was always amazed that when I had just the school of podcasting and the musicians cooler, that I would have people go, Oh yeah, I, I heard that on the musicians cooler. And I'm like, Oh cool. What are you playing? They go, Oh, I don't. I'm like, yeah. you're listening yeah. to my show and you're not a musician. I'm like, yeah, I just think you're funny. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's different. I think just don't be, don't be a, I shouldn't say this word, but I mean, just don't be a jerk. I wasn't going to say that's not the word that, that in, in, you know, uh, land in as many places as you can help people where you can. I can't tell you how many listeners I have that came off of, I just helped them do one. I spent 15 minutes doing something for them. It's particularly on the Gallup side. That's helpful when we have folks coming in through the Facebook groups and I'm constantly just trying to help them. That's kind of my job. That makes for good. Oh, 
yeah, that's goodwill. I'll go listen to the podcast. So all those things, all those things help. Liquidity, I, I, I'm not saying, uh, I, hope, I hope you're not hearing me say don't do those things. I just, you have to do a whole bunch, you have to do a whole bunch of things. I think, by the way, you're on the right track. She's doing all, you just got to keep doing all those things. Some of us will just do all those things forever and our podcast will just continue to be a thousand and that's okay. Like, that's okay. Some of us will do a few things and we'll hit a, we'll hit something right. And that thing will take off to a hundred thousand. Not very many. Well, Ray, was, I'm part of Ray Ortega's Patreon and mm-hmm. he did an interview with Chris, somebody who's a big YouTuber. And Ray was talking about how he, one of his first videos, like you actually hear him say, Hey, can you hold this thing to his girlfriend? Tells you how long ago it was, which is now his wife. And it was how to like open a pomegranate. <laughs> and he said, cause this is back when he was the produce picker. Yeah. And he said, he put it out there. He goes, it's the, he goes, it's probably the worst video he's ever made. And he goes, and yet it has millions of views. Why? Because Oprah did some Oprah because Oprah did something with uh, pomegranates or something like that. Uh, I don't know if it was pomegranate wine or something, whatever it was. And so everybody in the world had to figure out how do you open up a pomegranate? They went to YouTube and found Ray. And he goes, he goes, that really kind of helped launch part of his channel. And there was something else he did that wasn't a great looking video on his camera stuff. But Mm. again, just went, he goes, and you don't know it. It was just somebody asked a question. Hey, how did you do that? He makes a video. And apparently that wasn't the only person asking that question. And so everybody was looking for that answer. And Mm. there you go. So, yeah, you you don't know. You don't know. You can do really great stuff. And it gets, I mean, think about some of the really good stuff going on in Hollywood especially lately that has gone viral the wrong way. Oh, and they're, they're, it's not like they tried to do that. They just, they created it. It was bad or whatever. And it goes viral the other way. And so you just, you don't know you're, you're doing this with good intentions and you're hoping it's going to go the right way, but, but it, it can, likewise, you can do something that's just junk, but for some reason it catches on, you know? Yeah. I know this, if you do nothing, nothing will happen. And I also know if, if you quit, um, your numbers will go down. That seems to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, Cause I forget who I was. It might've been Evo Terra. Uh, and I was talking to him at Podfest, and somebody came up and he goes, Oh, here's the, here's the best two word plan ever. And the guy goes, what's that? And he goes, don't quit. He goes, that's pretty much how you, you build your audience. Don't quit. So keep that in mind. It just, it's easier said than done at, at times. So uh, let me see if we have any other questions left. Um, well, yeah. before we go, take away from PodFest for you. I, you work the booth a lot, which I, is I, which is hard. And he, yeah. So it didn't feel like a conference um, to John you. Lee Dumas is a good guy. Okay. Is How my, did Roast go? Roast uh, went well? Roast went well. I, it was fun. Um, I did pull one joke at the, at the end that everybody's like, and I had a $99 joke uh, because we, re- we rewrote that thing so many times. And uh, it was funny because Chris could go like, that's not really a punchline. I go, yeah, but it's funny because it's outrageous and I'm saying it to his face. He's like, can you get a punchline? I'm like, okay. So, but one, um, the the joke was, you know, podcasting is, it's hard. It's it's stressful. A lot of us get almost burnt out on it. And uh, I said, you know, because I, oh, that was it. So it starts off, one of the things I love is Kate. And, uh, you know, she's so helpful and Podcasting is so stressful and you get burnt out. And 
plan. She gave me some strategies. They're, it's better than yoga. It's better than meditation. And I reach down, I pull up a box, and I pull out a John Lee Dumas dartboard. <laughs> and I have a couple hours throwing darts in his giant noggin. I can sleep like a baby. It's the best, most restful I've ever had. And it, I'm like, if this doesn't get a laugh, it's a waste of, uh-huh. yeah, because it was like, How'd it go? Did it get a laugh? It actually went over, yeah. Good, and then and as soon as I put it down, I hear John go, that's going to Puerto Rico with me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which was actually good because I didn't yeah. want to ship it back to Ohio. By no. the time that thing, by the time it shipped here, and then I had to ship it again to Florida because I couldn't take it on the plane, um, that was close to a $90 joke. I'm like, wow, please, please get a laugh. But uh, he was actually a really good sport. The only good. thing that was interesting is at the end, and this is hard to do, because Michael O'Neill kind of took one of my punchlines, which was, um, I was going to say, you know, John, he's a patriot. I mean, the guy served. Thank you so much for your service. And obviously he loves his country, loves democracy, obviously he loves uh, um, capitalism. Mm-hmm. And, and he loves it so much that he moved away to, you know, avoid paying taxes. <laughs> so, so, and yeah, but like <laughs> that took a commitment. Like, yeah, yeah. He, and Michael O'Neill had already kind of hit the old not paying taxes yeah. joke. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah, use that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, but in the end, every, because we're all just bashing on everybody, which is kind right. of fun. Right. And uh, uh, at the end he goes, you guys took half my jokes. So he kind of did a few, oh. you know, and just at yeah. the end and Michael O'Neill is hilarious. So that was great fun. But I got to start off first and I told Pat over to Pat Flynn, who's sitting right in front. I go, buddy, you, you got to help me with one of my punchlines. He, and he goes, oh, no, hold, wait, hold on. I don't want to. And I go, no, I'm just going to at the my punchline is in Pat Flynn. And uh, he and I go, I just need you to stand up away because oh, I can do that. So I start off. I'm like, we are here tonight. We're, we're going to talk about a man in the room who has inspired millions. His books are flying off the shelves. Um, you know, super friendly, great guy, great smile. He's even helped build schools in Africa. And the whole time I'm looking at John, right? Yeah. And I go, and that man is Pat Flynn. And <laughs> so it was, it's a nice little uh, kind of switch around to, to get things going. So it was, it was fun. And good. Uh, and he was good. a good thing. And for the most part, everybody was funny. Um, it's, it's a rough gig. And there were some really, you know, like it was funny. Uh, they were talking about how Pat Flynn is John's only friend of color. Cause Pat's like half. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and he, and he said something about, and, and Jordan, Jordan Harbinger was hilarious. And he said something about somebody being this and that and blah. And he goes, and whatever the hell Dave Jackson is. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty funny. It was a good, good time. And we told everybody, we're like, look, if you're yeah. easily offended, yeah, get out now, just get yeah. out now. His parents were there. Oh, that made it kind of awkward. Well, but you know, you got to expect that it's a roast. Yeah. Yeah. And Brian. I think they, they, you know, it was funny cause uh, I was talking to his cousin later. They said, Oh, you guys should have called us. We had, we had a whole bunch of material. I'm like, that would have been a good idea. Yeah. So although maybe a little too personal. Yeah. A little, yeah, it was a little <laughs> different, but uh, all in all it was a good time. Um, again, if anybody has, if you want to, we got post show coming up here. If you want to share anything that you learned at PodFest. Uh, we would uh, we would love to hear because I didn't really hear a whole lot. I talked to people midweek and they're like, "It's just fun seeing everybody at summer camp." And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, but what like what are you learning? Anything?" Um, and I think a lot of it was again learned in the hallways. So um, I be- think we're I think we're leveling out in the podcasting space on on innovation at the moment. There's a few little spots in there, but 
think there's a lot of new things to learn right now. We, uh, we might need to let some water go into the bridge. Yeah. So, but uh, we are here every Saturday morning. Um, it's nice to be back. I don't know about yeah. you, but it was kind of, yeah, like, no, it is. It is nice. Yeah. You know, good. I don't really have anything coming up till April. I'm going out to NAB going to be hanging out in Vegas. Uh, that'll be fun and tired. I get tired just thinking about it because it's mm-hmm. that event takes up the entire the whole thing. The Las Vegas Convention Center is yeah. one event, so that's going to be a big deal. Be fun, but uh, Jim, what's coming up on theaverageguy.tv? Well, I mentioned it earlier. We had Unraid. If you're building big storage solutions and you want a great way to do it, uh, the, these are the guys to get it done. We've had that in our community for a while. So theaverageguy.tv, and I am registered for podcast movement, so I'll be out there. Super excited. I got the approvals uh, last week. So we're get, getting ready to see everybody at Podcast Movement. Yeah, I the one that I'm not going to this year, and it's nothing on purpose. In fact, I need to tell him uh, so he doesn't think it's personal. I'm not going to MapCon this year because I'm teaching. I'm teaching. I'm talking at a an event for military Ooh. entrepreneurs in, cool. in D.C. that weekend. Cool. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. But on the School of Podcasting uh, this week, I'm going to be talking about, and this sounds kind of weird, but... Why do people really podcast? Because after seeing the procasters and the indie guys and a couple other places I hung out, I, I think I'm finding a common thread. So stick around for some post-show. We're here every Saturday, 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Ask the podcastcoach.com slash live.